0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First and Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. we got a packed show for you here today, recapping the Broncos' preseason finale against the Rams here. Denver finishes 3-0 in the preseason, and we're going to be discussing a wide range of subjects here from Empower Field. So, start off, first team offense and defense got a bit of a run tonight, Ryan. What were your impressions from that as Teddy and Co. kind of sputtered early, and and the defense looked strong, but then Vic even said got gassed out on that third series, it looked like.
1: Yeah, I'll start with the defense. I mean, uh, you know, first time Von Miller was out there. I think everybody else pretty much played. Josie Jewell first time out there this preseason. They started off three and out, which is what they should have done against the Rams' backup offense, but their last two drives were 11 plays apiece. Yeah, get off the field against backups, guys. Uh, Alexander Johnson had a personal foul, face masks. You know, could have gone both ways.
0: It was a sack turned into a, a Well, he threw it away. For, he threw right. it
1: away, so it would have been, like, what, third and long? So I turned it into first down. So then, yeah, you know, to me, it was I, I was underwhelmed by the defense tonight. And then, as Fangio pointed out, that, uh, you know, his defense got gassed and that allowed him to take another shot at the fatigue police.
0: Maybe the fatigue police doing too much policing. And, Ryan, you and I have talked about this. I mean – hardly any running at these practices yeah they do team sessions where it gets amped up a little bit but i did more gassers at my high school practices than the broncos too. So do so do they need to amp it up i know they're so worried about injuries and anything like that but you can't have your first team d looking that cashed i think in the last preseason game
1: yeah and I think when they start regular season practices, the, the starters will be more involved because there's nobody else out there. So that will help it. Uh, they have a lot of water breaks at practice. Um, but, you know, they, 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 they made a couple plays in the red zone to force you know the those field goals. So I guess that's a positive. But um, I'll be interested to look at the tape to see who actually did get gassed. Bradley Chubb was active. Von Miller was active. Um, so, you know, not giving up a touchdown, I guess that's a victory.
0: And then to the offense and Teddy Bridgewater starting real slow, started one to six. He turned it on there at the end, but he said, hey, I was trying to get Albert O and Cortland Sutton involved, maybe pressing a little bit to those guys and hence the slow start.
1: Vic was in no mood to talk about Teddy's offense tonight. No mood. Zero mood. Uh, Because I teed him up on it. He said they ran it well early, but didn't throw it well early. But then they he was glad Teddy ended with a touchdown drive so he'd have a sour taste in his mouth. Okay, let's go to the first drive. They obviously wanted to prioritize Melvin Gordon, who, by the way, his first preseason action since 2018 with the Chargers because he held out in 19, and then there was no preseason last year. I thought he looked good, Melvin did, changing direction, breaking some tackles, and on the running back front um, – Javante Williams was a coach's decision not to play because they had seen enough. The cynic in me, maybe he's their starting running back in week one. I think they stick with the veteran, give him the obligatory start. But the last drive... Broncos started in their own territory. I think that was the big one. They hit, they hit a third and seven to Sutton on the far sideline, and then the touchdown was the Cortland as well. Uh, you're writing about Cortland for Monday's paper. You know what kind of breakthrough you think tonight was for number 14?
0: Well, he talked about it in the post game presser. I mean, he had checked all the boxes, but going out there, game situation, you know, laying out for catches, getting hit, going across the middle, and, and knowing you're going to get hit after getting catches. That was the final box he had to check. He checked that tonight. He had two catches: one a 19-yard reception that set the Broncos up in the red zone, and then an eight-yard touchdown reception where he dove uh, on a Teddy Bridgewater scramble. A nice play by Bridgewater to extend the play, and and just uh, good for Broncos fans to see Cortland not just out there cutting, going up for balls, catching balls, but. Having full confidence in that surgically repaired knee, it looks like. Yeah, I've
1: always thought it was important for guys coming off injuries to get some preseason work. Another one of those guys was uh, Albert Okwebunum, the tight end. Was gonna, Teddy Bridgewater calls him Big O. No, I'm the Big O. I'm the Big
0: O. He's the Teddy. Alberto.
1: He's Alberto. Albert led the team with three catches, he went for 23 yards. I was suggesting I try and hurdle guys because he's big enough just to run them over. Um, You're yeah, showing it, no fear out there. tonight, yeah, and, and,
0: and Vic was liking what he saw from Albert. Just he said, you know, Albert's on a courtland. He's not going to be very extreme with his emotions, but he was pretty extreme with them tonight, which tells the old ball coach that uh, Alberto ready to go as tight end number two alongside Noah Fant.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Fant sat out with a leg injury. um I think they got three solid tight ends with Fant, Albert O., and Eric Saubert, who had another good game for them tonight. He's play tonight, yep. key on special teams. So I think this team, to establish the run, are going to go with a lot of two tight end personnel. And then you can flex Albert out into the slot or even out wide. I like his chances against the linebacker a lot. So uh, once the starters left, Drew Locke came in with the second team offensive line. A couple things were apparent. Drew Locke did not have field position on his side early with his first couple drives. And – they can't afford a lot of injuries up front with their starting line because the second group is just not good right now, outside of maybe Calvin Anderson. Uh, lock held it too long in the pocket sack fumble gave the Rams three points in the first half but I thought he finished his night with a good drive as well that ended uh in a touchdown to Austin Fort you know lock was five of seven for 67 his quarterback rating was 141 but that doesn't that doesn't account for fumbles and, and turnovers like that so a little bit of an asterisk, asterisk there
0: First in Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman recording live here from Empower Field at Mile High following the Broncos. Last second defensive stand to secure their 3-0 preseason showing. Moving on here to the next subject on the show, tough roster decisions. Tuesday, 2 p.m. deadline. That deadline is looming. Got the final look here tonight. Vic Fangio and co. They'll go over the tape. In your mind, Ryan, what are the toughest roster decisions heading into that deadline for the Broncos? Well, I think
1: the toughest decisions regarding injured players. Safety Trey Marshall, I have him being cut. He hurt his ankle in the opening kickoff in the Minnesota game. Michael Ujamudier is going to be out a couple weeks with that hamstring. Mike Boone may be out a couple more weeks with the quad.
0: Those latter two are going to make it. Though, yeah, right? yeah.
1: So uh, what that does is, if you're the Broncos, you got to think about this. On offense, you're, gonna, you're probably going to carry four tailbacks, which is Gordon, Javante Williams, Royce Freeman, and Mike Boone. Then you can put Boone on IR on Wednesday and then add another body. Trey Marshall, I just don't think there's room to put him on there Then move him to IR. Uh, the, 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 the the dilemma for the Broncos is that corner. What If I were them, what I would do is keep five corners, which was Darby, Fuller, Sertan, Callahan, Ojemudie, and then on Wednesday place Michael on IR and one of the corners that you sent—they're not all going to get claimed, either your Mac McCain's or your Nate Hairstons or your Carey Vincent's. One of those guys will clear waivers. You can add them to the roster for a couple of weeks. So, uh, elsewhere at O-line, I think Calvin Anderson's your backup tackle, not Cam Fleming.
0: Kevin Williams had a rough preseason.
1: Yeah, I mean it just he just it didn't really develop for him to get into a competition. Quinn minors means you got to keep Austin Schlopman to play center. I'm sorry. I wouldn't even have minors active on the first week. He just hasn't done enough for me. And because you have Natane Mute to be the uh backup guard. So those are a couple things. And at safety is gonna be interesting is Jamar Johnson, the fifth-round pick, had a nice night tonight. Caden Stearns, also a fifth-round safety, had a very good preseason. Do you keep five safeties, which would include PJ Locke because he's so good on special teams? So, the, you know the the math, you know what they got to do is they got to fit some square pegs in round holes. And the other thing is, you know, with George Payton being a new GM, a lot of these guys he did not acquire is do does he have his eye on some Vikings who may get cut? Or, you know, here's the big one: special teams stinks right now. So, do they hit the waiver wire? Look for some more veteran special teams guys and cut some of these these younger players, put them on the practice squad.
0: Yeah, it's the final subject here on tonight's show is special teams. It's come up through the first couple preseason games. Again, here tonight, Adam Power, big run back on a return by the Rams. So still holes there, especially in the coverage teams, it seems like. How does that get shored up? Tom McMahon, we've seen him coaching for his job throughout training camp. Uh, But like you said, you can only do with what you got. Does it is it a matter of getting more veteran guys in there on those units, or well, do they got to make do here?
1: If I was allowed a second question during Vic's presser, it would have been this. Vic, if you're listening, you can answer this. How confident are you that the fixes are in-house? Period. And, you know, he had to call a timeout on that first field goal, the Rams kick, because he had too many men on the field. That's communication. That's that can, not good. That can yeah. be ironed out more than tackling and blocking. The Rams had a 40-yard kick return that set up a scoring drive, and they had a 17-yard punt return. They are, and I wrote about this in Sunday's Denver Post that'll be in all editions. They let go and let guys leave this offseason who played a ton of special team snaps last year, over 150 plus. Now they're leaning on young guys who may be able to run faster, but being able to run fast doesn't help you shed a block and it doesn't help you tackle. So if if I'm Vic Fangio and Tom McMahon, I am taking a good hard look this weekend over which guys I can count on besides Andrew Beck and Eric Saubert and also, what else is out there when the waiver wire hits? Uh, you know, late Tuesday afternoon, because they need to get some reinforcements in here because they almost it hurt them against Seattle and it hurt them against the Rams. They got to get it figured out
0: hurt fast. And McMahon was asked this week, "Hey, what young guys have impressed you on special teams?" And he was like, "Beyond Beck and Saber, I mean, not really anyone." Yeah. And you got to go down there and make a tackle to earn that voice and earn that leadership. Hasn't really happened so far. Didn't happen tonight with a couple big gashes. On the returns Yeah, bit, so. and
1: one thing I'll tell the listeners, and, and I point this out, we'll point it on the paper too, is Tuesday 2 o'clock is the initial 53-man roster, and I stress initial. Because by Wednesday, there's going to be changes. They may claim a couple guys off waivers. They may put a couple guys, as we've talked about, on IR. So, you know, I think the wheels are going to be turning in the personnel office this coming weekend, saying, hey, what can we do to get a, maybe a little more depth up front on the O-line, Maybe a linebacker or a corner who can play a big special teams role.
0: First in Orange Podcast presented by the Denver Post. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in to tonight's show. Be sure to head to DenverPost.com/slash Broncos for continued and expanded coverage of the final preseason game. And of course, coverage heading into the regular season here in a couple weeks. First Orange Podcast. Until next time, folks, take it easy.